0: I've just seen that you sent me a message, Mag. Sorry, you got a few, Just, I just got three question marks off you.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's like, for context, guys, welcome to chain wrestling, first of all. Um, but yeah, uh, Sir, panicked me because I didn't think the fucker was turning up today. Uh, <laughs> we rocked, rocked into the, into the StreamYard studio with
0: 45 seconds to go. I'm that confident guys. in how professional we are that we can go live. <laughs> Yes, 45 seconds before we went live, I actually got online. Good evening, good morning. Wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from, thank you so, so much for joining us again. This is Chain Wrestling with Mags and Sai via the glorious people from Radio Techers, which are kind of near Mags as well, because we are glorious and wonderful. Oh, yes. I am Sai. And joining me as always, here's the rude awakening to my ultimate slumber. Here's the Bobby the Brain to my intelligence drain. I just kind of went with that because I was running out of time and it kind of rhymed. Kind of works, maybe. Um, a podcaster who, much like Rick Reed at SummerSlam89, always likes to have other men's faces on his tights. The podfather himself, Mr. Max, how are we, my friend?
1: I'm doing well. Glad to be back in the podcasting saddle. Even though I was technically here last week, I weren't really because it wasn't, wasn't strictly live, yeah. Um had a really good break, uh really kind of recharged the batteries. Uh been back three days, recorded this is the fourth podcast, fifth podcast I've recorded since. Uh so there is
0: that. But yeah, yeah. we're back. I I said to you like, you know, obviously we didn't interact or anything when you were away, and you said you just kind of went or if I had to be completely off the radar, I suppose, you weren't on Twitter, you weren't doing anything. And I was like, how much of that have been for you? Because surely, you know, you sleep about 90 minutes a day and <laughs> record around seven podcasts every afternoon or evening or whatever. So I thought you'd be like waking up in a cold sweat, yearning for your microphone or something, you know?
1: <laughs> That's why I go Radio Sound, because if I didn't, I would be constantly checking, and it would—I might as well have stayed at home. I've been recording podcasts, um, but yeah, I missed it. I missed you. I missed, you missed your me. Face. I
0: missed oh, you, face. Mate. I missed you purely because I got no clue what I'm doing most of the time, and I had no one to message to help me out when I got stuck.
1: <laughs> Give
0: over.
1: Um, I mean, you've got some uh, some pretty cool radio techers news to to share, anyway. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, one of your your um, your projects is a
0: is making its debut very soon tell us about that yeah well which one debut or return which one are we want on about
1: well we we'll, we can talk about the, the debut one the when, debut. We, when we play the video later ah, the show. okay yes but the return then
0: yeah um people will hopefully remember um that initially i started off podcasting with a show called the sjp wrestling podcast um about a year ago now magazine i suppose isn't it as about 46 47 ish episodes i did um and it basically went on hiatus a few weeks back real life got in the way um having time to record episodes uh obviously doing chain wrestling as well kind of became my priority for for a time and it just kind of got to a stage where it was a bit difficult to keep up with but then things settled back down again and i always wanted to bring it back so this thursday this coming thursday as you hear there, so that would be in a couple of days, if you're listening or watching the live, or literally tomorrow, if you're listening to the audio when it comes out on Wednesday via Radio Techers, um, the SJP Wrestling Podcast is returning tomorrow, I guess, for you audio listeners. Um, again, audio only, but it'll be out this coming Thursday, mate. Really looking forward to it.
1: Well, you say audio only, sir, but it will actually... I'll be uh, uh, I'll be snatching the audio, or you'll be emailing me the audio, Um and I'll be putting it up on, on the YouTube channel as well. Uh, obviously, it won't have size Beetle Face on there. Uh, it'll be kind of like a, uh, the Radio <laughs> Techers episodes that we do sometimes, uh, the uh, the or the Five Round episodes that we do sometimes, where um, we we literally just put the audio on a static image. But if you get your uh, content through YouTube, it will be there available for you as well. So
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and it's going to be, for those of you who have never listened to the show before, that there was kind of two really sort of main... Formats, I guess one was I would speak to, uh, local wrestlers, independent wrestlers, and so on about how they got into wrestling. And then those guys would often come back and look at old pay-per-views with me and just talk about old matches they enjoyed and so on. And I'd also have, um, good friends on uh, like Magsy, for example, he's been on a few times and various others. I mean, the, the first guest is actually, um, our good buddy Tanner from Radio Techers. He's coming on <laughs> this Thursday or has been on already. Sorry. And we'll be on when the show comes out Thursday. Um, an additional sort of format I'm, I'm toying around with is that we're going to be looking at a couple of matches. So a guest will choose a few matches. I might choose one to go along with it um, from any era, any promotion. We're just going to discuss them for a few minutes and then basically give our top four, top three, top five, however many we decide upon, uh, and, and sort of debate which one was better than the other in comparison and our own personal preferences. Well, that could be quite an interesting format as well. So it's not going to be the same every week. It'll chop and change around. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, magsy
1: yeah, cool. I'm, I'm, I've always been a massive fan of of uh, of, um, of your, your, your original podcast, your OG podcast, uh, and I'm glad it's uh, coming back, and I'm glad it's uh, under the the Techers umbrella because we, we absolutely love you as part of the team. Um, and the more sour content, the better.
0: That's very kind of you to say, my friend. And obviously, it wouldn't you know wouldn't have uh, been in existence if it weren't for your help way back when, either. So. <sighs>
1: Well, we go, that we. is
0: very true. <laughs> <laughs> what a tool. Uh, oh, you can just like see it. I'll show you now. T-shirt I'm wearing today, seeing as most people in the comments like to jump on and go oh, look at a size NWO shirt or look at a size Bret Hart shirt or whatever. This t-shirt I'm wearing today, if I move it the right way, which way no, that's not the right way, is it? There we go. Is actually, if you can make it out, Sharon Korea merchandise. Look at that. I don't that's know if I, if I stand up. There we go. You can see it there. That's my good lady, uh, Sharon, my wife, the author of, well, the, the, her debut novel. Um, it, it, absolutely fantastic read. Uh, it's, it's it's brilliant. Matt Willis, if he's in the chat, I'm not sure if he's here this evening or with us, joining us later on or something like that. He's read it and vouchers how great it is. And she's created some pretty cool, I suppose, pretty cool graphics for uh, SJP as well, coming back this week. And she's used that talent to create some merchandise for herself based around her book. Um, Sharon, if you're in the chat, chuck your uh, your links in there if possible. If not, we'll try and share them um, afterwards on the uh, chain wrestling Twitter account. But yeah, there's some really cool merch out there for Sharon's book and Sharon's own author, uh, I suppose author profile, I guess author merch. So yeah, check it out.
1: Yeah, and, and continuing the the kind of love fest for Mrs P and her uh, her adept skill at merch. Um, I got a surprise package just before I was uh, going uh, on holiday, sir. Um, are we
0: talking? Are we? Are we back to like men's faces on your tights again when you get surprise <laughs> packages? <instead? laughs>
1: no, not quite. Um, uh, your your absolutely amazing over half sent me a, a a package of uh of merchandise of uh, goodies for for um for chain wrestling so let me just see if i can get my uh, twitter page to come up it's uh, okay sling- oh.
0: It- oh no magsy's frozen gone quiet okay it looks like we might have an issue with magsy there so we'll wait for him to rejoin us if he does soon hopefully so hopefully i'm not left on my Todd again because i don't want to do that Oh, hang on, I heard a noise then. Magsy, you about with us? Nope, apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> nope, it's just me. Oh no. Okay, okay. Well, whilst Magsy's sorting out his uh whatever issues he has there whether it's internet or so on we'll uh we'll carry on for the time being just with me i'm afraid people you watch all the numbers suddenly plummet now because max is gone (laughs) but stay with me stay with me i'm
1: back back. back. i'm back i have no idea my computer just absolutely just had a shit fit then uh but yeah essentially i'm trying to share a twitter page i don't know why it froze on that but let's uh get to it now um so yeah, she sent me uh, some some badass merch, uh, uh, a couple of uh, chain wrestling um, uh, mugs there, um, some violation orders which I'm, I'm for failing to love bubbly chocolate, which I don't understand why. Uh, <laughs> um, that's I think that's a coaster, some uh, pop sockets and, and badgers, and then a, a lot of horrific chocolate i mean not that's not horrific but this shower of, of sharties uh but yeah i absolutely uh <laughs> um well mrs magsa certainly appreciated it and she also appreciated this little thing as well sent uh sent the wife uh, uh a cool uh present and what was it it was sharon's amazing book so it was so indeed everyone was a winner uh i really do appreciate it and it's uh it's cool to have a uh, a friendship uh, like we have with with you and uh, Mrs. P. So yeah, we absolutely yeah, appreciated that. Great.
0: She 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 does all right, don't she, my missus? She does all right. She does. <laughs> <laughs> it's the awesomeness from me, revving off on her, that's what it is.
1: Exactly <laughs> what it is. Well, <laughs> we've got, uh, we've actually got a comment to, uh, about that in the in, in the chat, so let's quickly run through some. We've got uh, Mrs. P uh giving us a wave, uh, Dan multitasking. Uh, Dan Griffin, what uh, I recorded Bang Bang, which you also appeared on this, uh, I this, did, uh, yes, this last yes. Week, which we'll get to. Uh, but he's also here for, for chain wrestling. Um, Ray Cash wanted to say that, sir, you are doing a good job, but you do need a new co-horse. Uh, I can't disagree. <laughs> uh, and this is it, Sa had a sulk without you around.
0: Uh, I'll be honest with you, Monday night was weird, it was really strange. It was like I'd sort of normally have to get ready to do something, but I just kind of sat there and I ended up watching the show myself when it premiered (laughs) and and speaking to people in the chat whilst we were on the show. That's awesome. That's cool. It was so strange. (laughs) It was very, very strange.
1: (laughs) So we've got Scottish Danny in the chat. Hello, sir. How are you? Um, Mrs. P says she is blushing um that was before my computer took a took a turd um (laughs) bonjour bunders uh from harry
0: harry how you doing my friend
1: um anya in the chat hello anya said did you enjoy the photo i sent so yeah uh she sent me a photo of whisper golds but with hazelnut uh sent me a they must have them in in the the shop shop local to, yeah, I mean, I'm conflicted because obviously, you know, my uh, my hatred for bubbly chocolate, but hazelnut caramel does sound mm. delicious.
0: Yeah. So, that, that was about, one of the best Quality Street, wasn't it? The purple one with the hazelnut in there. Is that Quality Street or Roses?
1: Yeah, that's Quality Street, I think. Yeah. Yeah, like, the like,
0: oh.
1: like Cornish pasty shaped one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I guess. I yeah, was, with the hazelnut in the middle. Lovely.
1: Mrs. P saying, by the way, flowers are still going strong. And the flowers was nothing to do with me. That was all Mrs. Mag. She said, make sure you send uh, Sharon some flowers
0: for the for the lovely gifts. <laughs> See, I reckon you and my wife talk more than me and my wife. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like some sort of long distance, uh, sort of, I don't know, Burnley to Gloucester relationship where you've never actually met, you know? What was that film? You've got mail, was it that? Oh no, they actually met and you got mail, didn't they? They actually knew each other. I think so. Yeah. It says
1: our pictures are the wrong way around, like it's weird. So let's just change that. Boom, boom. How's that? There we go.
0: Yeah, that's better, isn't it? I feel <laughs> I feel more comfortable here, and I I'm leaning on the right side. <laughs> so then. Mags, you mentioned that you've uh, you've been away. Was it a good break, yes? You had fun? Good holiday?
1: Yeah, uh, normally we, we uh, like to go to Turkey on holiday, but obviously with COVID and, and things happening, we haven't actually had a break for the best part of three years. Um, we still couldn't go to, uh, to Turkey because it's on the red list. So we just did a bit of a, a staycation, uh, went onto the the East Coast for a, a, a week or so, had some beach time. We had a, few, a couple of days where it absolutely tipped down, but... Uh, five days of, of glorious weather. So, yeah, oh, got, got some beach time, uh, had some kind of catch-up with with the wife and and, and the kids and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was it was fun all around.
0: Excellent stuff, mate. Excellent stuff. That's normally what we tend to do when we go on holiday. We have, like, a, a friend who I used to play football against, and, and then eventually I ran a club and he ran a club, and we were opposition then as well. And he has a caravan or via his family that they rent out, and we normally go... To there and it's a it lovely lovely place right by the right by the seaside and so on I, I bloody love it mate yeah um but that kind of brings us to our non-wrestling topic this week or part of the majority of our non-wrestling topic this week doesn't it and we were it looking certainly does. yeah we were looking at um stories for good or bad holiday experiences good or bad traveling experiences that kind of thing and we had some some quite funny tales pot coming in mag some quite unique and well different tales from each other and so on but we also just for a bit of a bit of an extra giggle um suggested you know what about wrestler theme music at your funeral if you had to have one if you had to pick a wrestler's theme to play at your funeral and i hope people in the chat join in with this as well mm-hmm, definitely. If, you, if you had to pick a wrestler's theme to play at your funeral whether it, uh, on a serious note i don't know how serious you can be with that or just just to be a dick basically um, what would you choose? And we had some good responses to that as well, Magsy. Did we?
1: We certainly did some interesting ones. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure. I think it was maybe it might have been James, but we'll get to it. Uh, who wanted the uh, the the theme music from rat to Sensor, which is funny. Can you imagine oh getting, getting put in the ground to warning, <laughs> warning? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, well, we'll have a quick run for it now, Magsy, shall we? Jump onto Twitter and have a little look at uh, what people have been sending us. And we've it. got the majority of them on the Chain Wrestling Twitter feed, at Chain underscore Wrestling. Um, and again, I'm going to be constantly be looking down here because I'm going to be reading it off my phone, so I'm not technically savvy enough to bring it up anywhere else. Um, it
1: doesn't know how to have a second window
0: open. I, I do, off. I do. Watch watch this. Well, you can't see that, can you? <laughs> no. All right. What? do this one,
1: john yeah, right?
0: I can't see what's in the chat now because my second window, just there is actually my format for this week's show. That's right. We've got a format, mag, So I work at this. So, <laughs> you know you can
1: press the Windows key and, and the arrows and it'll flip the screen to, like, halfway.
0: Anyway, on Twitter this week... <laughs> we have... <laughs> Brilliant. Um, we'll start with someone just commenting in the chat now, actually. Uh, Scottish Juggalo on Twitter. Uh, Scottish Juggalo. Danny on Twitter. Hello, Danny. Uh, He says here about a more of a travelling story, I guess. He says he was sat on the bus when suddenly a husband and wife started kicking each other over Tesco-branded painkillers. Were you going through Gloucester? Was that possible? Um, (laughs) Held the bus up for nearly 40 minutes until the police arrived. What a waste of time. And he Um, also mentions having the theme tune to write the censor.
1: Aren't they, like, 20p a
0: packet? What, prescription brand... Oh, Tesco-branded painkillers. Well, like... Well, yeah, parasitical like that isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean they can't be more than 50p, surely. And they were kicking but, off on a bus for 40 minutes over
0: yeah. that. I, I suppose now there's a limit, in there, you're not allowed to like buy loads of them. So
1: maybe, yeah, maybe they wanted to tap the cell. And yeah. They bought two packets each. And, and the like, other one yeah. went, I, I need three of those packets. Yeah. <laughs> Give me <one> a <laughs>
0: Oh, well, Ari, <laughs> in the chat there. That's sixteen p in littles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, when you are planning to top yourself, you're better off doing it for thirty two p rather than a pound, mm-hmm. I suppose. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus That's
0: Christ. True. I um, mean, also,
1: Danny confirms it was in Southeast London, so not shocked.
0: No, no. Um, and I don't know. If, I don't know if you heard that. Danny also says he would have the right to censor theme at his funeral,
1: yeah. which
0: is just. I find it's, that great so, it's so annoying, and it would just be like one last great big screw you to everyone you know, wouldn't it? Having that because yeah. it's just effectively a collection, uh, a collection of um, I suppose car alarms and it's sirens a clack- and... essentially, a klaxon. yeah. It and it just place. goes, do you remember WrestleMania 17? Uh, and you had that because re- it was at the stadium, they had that really yeah. long aisle. And when Right to Sensor came out, or when Ivory came out, who was part of Right to Sensor, the music was playing for what seemed like half the show. Because it's such a long way for them to walk down. And it just oh my god. I gotta mute it if I rewatch it. I can't do it. Honestly, it makes my teeth itch yeah. when I'm so furious, you know.
1: Yeah. Oh, it, it did exactly what they wanted it to do. It
0: wanted yeah? it to annoy. You. Yeah, very much so. Um we have a message here from the good cop bad cop wrestling podcast at good bad wrestle. I'm assuming this is from our good buddy Graham because Matt sent us another one in a DM privately. Um, later on in the week, he says, Here, whilst traveling around the USA in 2004, he was at Houston Astros, and this was the last stadium he needed to see every major league baseball stadium in the country. Um, hi Charlie, how you doing, sweetheart? You're right. Um just popping up in the chat there for our audio listeners who have no idea. I'm not just being being random and shouting (laughs) out. Hi, Fred. Hi, Bobby. Hi, Steve. (laughs) Yeah. If you're not, if you're listening just on the audio and I do seem a bit random, I'm responding to somebody in the chat. I'm not very good at it. So just bear with us. (laughs) We'll pick it up as we go along. Um, Graham says he was visiting every major league baseball stadium in the country. Um, And he was at Houston Astros and it was the last one he needed. He also got Mike Hampton to autograph his cap. Magstreem, Mike Hampton is. I have not got a clue. Nah, nor me. No. Could just be some random bloke in the street, it's couldn't like, it? it? Yeah, his neighbour. Yeah, neighbor, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. It. <laughs> I got my neighbour to sign my hat. <laughs> 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 I didn't. <but> <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, there you go. He was actually pitching at his first MLB game, so he's a pitcher in in the MLB, in 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 the Major League Baseball, so. Now we know. We probably should have read that before we mocked it, I suppose, shouldn't
1: we? <laughs> I mean, we could have, but I would have ended up mocking it anyway.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> um, he was eating his concessions whilst watching the game or good cop moments until he realised he didn't have his wallet anymore. He had about $50 in his car and about 1,500 miles from home with no money or ID. Check out the lost and found and it had not been handed in. They suggested checking in again at the end of the game doesn't remember anything about the game except trying to figure out what he could do. He did have a friend in Dallas. Um, sorry, I'll just go to the next screen. Where are we? He did have a friend in Dallas. When he checked back in later, the wallet was handed in, but without like the $200 that were in it. Um, he'd recently withdrawn that from the ATM. All his cards and ID were intact, but the cash was gone. Not a fun time, but the other parts of the trip were were great. And he upped his state count to 48, which is still stuck on this day. So 50 states mags us, right, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. What a, is that something what a, people do in the States?
1: Uh, I mean, people do it in the, in the UK. They go visiting every every football ground in, in the country. I remember a, a guy who did it all in one season, um, which is phenomenal. Um, but it's not something I'd be particularly interested in. But it's sad that someone stole his money, though. That's yeah. a, a bit of a bummer.
0: Yeah, he was probably in Gloucester as well, to be honest, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he says he was in, he says
1: Tesco he was in Houston. Sold, Tesco sold $200 worth of paracetamol that very day.
0: <laughs> he says he was in Houston. But he was actually at the spa cricket ground in Gloucester, <laughs> you know, dodging the needles on the floor. <laughs> oh, dear, dear, dear. Um, uh, our good buddy Rob, at UTT Rob on Twitter, says he caught a train from Oslo to Stockholm The train stopped for the Norway-Sweden border and everyone got off and had to do passport checks. And then for some random reason, wait for a bus to take him the rest of the way. He was not a happy camper. He said it would have took about five hours.
1: Um, So the train was meant to go from Oslo to
0: Stockholm Stockholm and got replaced by a bus.
1: Wow! So even in Sweden they have shitty bus yeah. replacement services. And
0: they're supposed to be all like you know efficient and stuff, aren't yeah. they? And
1: Clearly not. Clearly
0: no, not. Not at all. He um, also says here for a funeral song with Doctor Wagner's "Bad Medicine" being poor taste. I don't know that song.
1: No, I don't. Rob does like some very obscure wrestling.
0: Okay, I'll look at that. Um, what I'll probably do is, on the audio version, if anyone wants to play that back later in the week, some of these songs that we mentioned, you'll probably be able to hear at some stage in the episode as we go along. Um, if you don't listen to the audio version because you watch us live, why not? Why wouldn't you want to listen to us twice? We're freaking awesome. Put exactly. your finger out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Matt... Willis out to the Matatite UK. He says for the song at his funeral, he would love "Who I Who I Am" China's entrance theme. Uh, That is that the one that when she split from Triple H and yeah. Don't don't treat me like a woman. That's it. Yeah. Don't treat me like a man. Yeah, it doesn't sound quite like that, but it sounds better. (laughs)
1: Don't treat me like a fool. Don't treat me like a man. Don't treat
0: me like you know me. Just treat me. Um, our good buddy Dan at Dan Griffin Twenty One on Twitter. Uh, we got a few tales from him.
1: He never fails to disappoint. Dan is absolutely classed at this.
0: (laughs) Uh, He says he works in travel and got sent to China for a familiarisation trip to experience what our customers do. Landed in Beijing, went for a wander, failed to order food in a McDonald's, ended up finding the Chinese version of an Irish pub and having a few pints with a colleague instead. On the same China trip, jet lag was quite severe. So he got off to go to the Terracotta Warriors. Um, one off his bucket list, he says. What's the Terracotta Warriors, Max?
1: So the Terracotta Warriors are a, a it's a, a a massive like a room, I think, of of statues. The you okay. you've probably seen the picture of them, and they're all that like, uh, essentially ancient Chinese warriors, but made out of terracotta. I think, uh, and Daniel will, will probably correct me, uh, but I think they are—they're uh, meant to signify the, the strength of the Chinese army or something like that.
0: Right. Okay. Um, so they'd have been like terracotta color, as in like the terracotta pots of plants that we get and stuff.
1: Yeah, made out of terracotta. Yeah.
0: So, oh, same color as morph then. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs>
1: pretty well. Pretty <laughs> right. well. Okay. The Morph Army. <laughs>
0: the Morph Army. There you go. <laughs> well,
1: apologies to any Chinese uh, listeners that we do have.
0: I don't think we have any, mate. I was looking on the analytics. <laughs> analytics and we're,
1: and we're not going to get any <laughs> from your, your xenophobia towards the, the terracotta
0: I, army. I was looking on the... T- we've got a listener in Iran. Hello to our listener in Iran. We really appreciate you. Thank you so so, so much. Spread the word. Yeah, let's let's build up a following. Listen, if we can be the biggest wrestling stroke non wrestling podcast in Iran by this time next month, I reckon that's a real achievement. So let's I mean, try and push. Let's try and push for the Iran have, market.
1: It may have been the iron cheek, you know. Who All wasn't. right. And he might, Does he live he, there? Well, he he may, he may do. I don't know. <laughs> I know he's from <laughs> Iran. But...
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, Dan saw the terracotta warriors, uh, had a dinner the and a show me. that night. They're more far me, that's right. The dinner was a dumpling banquet, banquet, banquet. Well, I can't say that word, what is that? Banquet, Ban- that's right, isn't it? Banquet. Yeah. I forgot it the same right when I said it.
1: Harry, I, I am with you on this. <laughs> uh, I definitely worry about that. I'm never going on holiday again because he clearly gets so distraught when I'm aware that he starts forgetting how to read.
0: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um yeah, so the dinner was a dumpling meal. And yeah Ban- the banquet. Banquet. So I ate loads and fell asleep several times during the show. Woke himself up oh. snoring too. Must have made a really good impression on his Chinese colleagues there. Um, yeah. Three weeks prior to China, Dan continues, I was on holiday in Orlando. Bloody only gets a a bit, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, about, a week, uh, uh, about a week in, three of the party went swimming with dolphins, and me and another decided on a rest day. Ended up in the boozer early afternoon, confusing the barman with how much we drank. Uh, not many people in... Uh, the states can drink like the english or the irish can they i suppose
1: no you
0: know it's it's, di- it's a different culture I mean, isn't it i mean
1: their their pants aren't even proper pants now.
0: no no um how long we drank for, and how little we ate also confused the barman we've been there about four hours when the others turned up we ordered food and the barman then came over and asked for the 10th time if we wanted the bill we said no we've eaten now we want more beer he looked at us like we were aliens. The look on his face when we went in the next day was also priceless. Oh Dan. I'm um, keeping up the good like, you know, relationship between the English and the, the British and you know the, the United States. Ari says he is the worst person to share a bar with. <laughs> Amazing. Yes, downloads, bloody hell. Took a whole roll in me. It weren't a pleasant afternoon, I'll tell you that. Um <laughs> but you're there for five days living off takeaway burgers and lager What do you expect?
1: Yeah, um, it's not good. Festival toilets are not nice places.
0: Oh, not, not at all, mate, not at all. Um, Dan continues, on the same trip we were in Disney Hollywood Studios, I squatted down to pick something up that I had dropped and ended up splitting the front of my shorts right over the crotch. Oh. Had, to sp- <laughs> had to spend $40 on Mickey Mouse trackers to avoid looking like he was constantly trying to get his dick out. Um, <laughs> <I> <laughs> also mean- on this same trip, I'm pretty sure I farted in one of the Disneyland queues and made a kid cry. That, when I read that, genuinely made me laugh out loud. That,
1: that, <laughs> what a way to end that story. Mickey Mouse pants and, and farting in a kid's face. Brilliant. Dan, you, Dan, you are definitely going to hell. There's yes. no two ways about that. But There's a special you...
0: section of how reserved just for you. <laughs> yeah.
1: But at least you've had a glorious time whilst, <laughs> whilst being
0: here. Uh, our good buddy, Steve-O. It's great to hear from Steve-O again. At Total Steve-O on Twitter. He says, when 23, a couple of us went to Barcelona for the weekend. The game yeah. we'd watch... Yeah, that sounds great. The game we'd watch would be Barca versus Atletico Madrid. But when Atletico were rubbish, he says here... On a Sunday, they went out for a few drinks, went into a pub uh, and they were showing a game on the TV. But how weird, they're showing the Barca versus Madrid replay preparing for tomorrow. After a few seconds, it dawned on us that it was the game they were supposed to be at. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> he, Steve and his mates ran as fast as they could to get to the nearest tube station, get to the new camp, get to the ground to watch the game. By the time they arrived, it was the 70th minute, Barca were 5-1 up, and they just seen Messi get substituted. Oh, oh God. wounding, wounding. How devastated would you be? Oh, dear, travel Steve, all that man.
1: way to watch the majority of the match in a pub.
0: Yeah, thinking wow. it was a rerun of last season.
1: I mean, because that's a normal thing. That's what mm. usually happens.
0: <laughs> and then, and then... Arriving and messy, the, one of the main reasons you'd be going, I'd, I'd assume, you know, is being substituted as you walk in 20 minutes left on the clock. Wow. Oh, you, man.
1: What a, you'd be devastated. You would be absolutely devastated. Yeah.
0: Uh, Steve also says here a funny story he was reminded of as he came across the photos of this trip to Barcelona was in the Barcelona Sex Museum accidentally breaking off a dildo. Um, essentially Accidentally. doing a essentially doing a stiffler from American pie 2. you know what it's like see a plastic penis gotta play with it I'm not sure you have no <laughs> i don't think i don't think you, I, I'm okay normally you know I'm all right with that sort of thing I can avoid it myself
1: i mean do you see many plastic penises going about your daily business
0: quite a few <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we call them Liverpool fans <laughs> oh oh no let's not go down that road people are going to start getting upset even if they are well no not no it won't be they, they're not intelligent enough to log on to YouTube don't worry about it
1: oh you're going to be as rude as you like with me
0: <laughs> we're um <laughs> oh our good buddy poor mate Tolly messaging the show at Counter yeah. on Twitter we miss um, your face Mr Tolly yeah Tolly if you like that podcasting we all miss you. We all miss you. But come back, your know, ideas we've discussed for SGP and all sorts, get involved, man. Mm-hmm. You know, me, you and Magsy said about doing some stuff on there. So he says he's been thinking about the um, funeral music question for a while. It's difficult because he's dead set on having Design for Life by the Manic Street Preachers played at his funeral.
1: Oh, yeah, because he's a, a stan of the Manic Street Preachers. We right, okay. We once did a quiz uh, um, on uh, Badlands, uh, him versus uh, Omega Luke, and that his specialist topic was the Manic Street Preachers, and I specifically went out to try and find the hardest questions, and he got nine out of ten.
0: Wow, that's brilliant. That is is knowledge, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Uh, He says, have any wrestlers ever used Design for Life? I don't think so. There must be some indie guy somewhere who's used Design for Life as a fit entrance. I mean, as
1: Mark Andrews or Flash Morgan Webster used it, maybe in their Indie mm. Times, something like that.
0: It's Makes possible. It.
1: We'll, yeah, it, would, we'll
0: let him have it. It would work as a wrestling theme as well, I think.
1: Yeah.
0: You know? This is a great show as well. This is um, at the TheAppliance180 on Twitter, our good mate Will Kitchen. Um, brilliant to hear from Will again, as always. And this is... Uh, it took me a couple of seconds to twig whose entrance theme this was, because I always think of them song being a song in its own right, but he said Perfect Strangers by Deep Purple. Absolutely storming record. I, I, I quite like Deep Purple anyway. they kind of up, up my street being like old, vintage, hard rock and so on. But this is 80s Deep Purple, so it's a little bit different. But this is an absolute banger of a record. And it was used by Shane Douglas in ECW. Oh, right, yeah. When they didn't give a rat's ass about music, entrance themes, they just play anything they wanted. And it's overdubbed horribly on the WWE Network now. But Perfect Strangers by Deep Purple. What a tune. Absolutely yeah. storming, nice. that is.
1: Great, great pick.
0: Um, I didn't
1: even know it was, a, I, I didn't even
0: remember that it was a wrestling Now It took me so long, because I remember, that I love that song anyway. So it took me a little while, to sort of okay, has he just chucked a song out there? I'm really sort of thinking, and then I twigged, oh no, Shane Douglas in ECW used it. And if you go on the network now and watch any Shane Douglas matches, that sort of keyboard intro it's kind of like that all the way through where they've just badly dubbed it to get rid of the Deep Purple record.
1: <laughs> it is bad, uh, the, yeah. the network. When, especially when you, you remember, you're going back and you're watching something that you remember happening and then you hear the, the generic music that they put over it. Yeah, it's yeah. temperature at the moment.
0: I mean, we had it with the match that we're going to review shortly, Magazine, with Rick Reed's entrance theme. That, that, that's the dubbed version is it's trash. It's nowhere near as good. Yeah, and it's
1: essentially um, elevator music crossed with porn music almost. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Elevator porn music. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. That, that's a niche. A
0: niche I'm, market. It's out, it's out there, mate, if you look hard enough. So I've been told. <laughs> R- rule 34. Yeah. I'm here to press your buttons. Um, <laughs> are you going down? Anyway. Um,
1: <laughs> Doors opening. <laughs> uh,
0: Paul also messaged in to say, uh, Tolly, sorry, to say the corporate ministry one would be slightly terrifying for any mourners, which I thought would be a great touch as well. That would be quite cool. Um, Dan Griffin saying he wants to write a sense of music as well. It seems to be quite a popular one. Um, I smell a book in that, the wife says. (laughs) Yes, her books are a little bit steamy, shall we say. Um, (laughs) UTT Rob, what's this? The best network dub is Sid's WCW dub. It's better than the original. Okay, I'll check that out. Mm -hmm. I wasn't even aware that that was dubbed, but I don't know what Sid Sid had in the later years in WCW anyway, so
1: yeah i uh, can't i can't really remember i just know his uh wwf music because yeah that's through, good we're going through that period uh in uh a changing attitude right now mm-hmm. oh my god I f- you forget how white hot sid was yeah. in in that period the crowd absolutely loved him
0: yeah totally have you reached survivor series 96 yet i'm not listening to this week's show i know you've done so much Slam '96, and you did are you coming up to the next thing in your house aren't you
1: yeah we've uh, just covered um we've just finished recording the episodes for um just after man games. so I think the next episode to drop uh, is i think it's the one after man games um, they like they' like the fallout from the okay. uh, the mankind and Shawn michaels match
0: okay well I suppose sort of, I was going to say spoiler alert but it's 1996 if you don't already know
1: yeah he's yeah. like 25 <laughs> years old yeah.
0: um, when Sid finally beats Sean Michaels at Survivor Series for the title at Madison Square Garden they are wild for him but he's supposed to be the heel and Sean is not happy at all it's brilliant watching him throw his toys out the front But oh, what's that man Max, he's Scottish Danny.
1: Scottish Diné has come come up in the clutch and said that China Wiped by the Scorpions uh, is our since WCW thing.
0: I'm really disappointed in myself, then, because I like the Scorpions. Mm -hmm. I'm going to listen to that as soon as we're done.
1: You didn't know, so don't beat yourself up about it. No, no,
0: mate, I'm upset with myself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Andy at Bang Bang Podcast. uh, Apparently, it is recording this evening at the moment. Quite disappointed Mm -hmm. with that. Where are you, Andy? Come on, you know, Monday nights is chain wrestling knife.
1: It's bath night and chain wrestling night. What the hell's that all about? Come on. Don't uh, let a star Monday night war because you
0: will not win. <laughs> um, in reference to when I was on Bang Bang last week, Mr. Wonderful's WCW theme, me and he discussed. Um, he says either that or the Bushwhackers theme. Now, that'd be great, especially if the, the poor bearers were carrying him out whilst doing the Bushwhacker walk. You know, and and the coffin bobbing back and back and forth, and <laughs> that opened brilliant.
1: it up and licked him, just licked his well, like <laughs> just just
0: licked his dead bald head. Yeah. oh no. <laughs> I suppose you'd have to get your head made up, wouldn't you, if you were dead? Because that they, it. Be like, do you know what I mean? If you're bald, you have to have makeup on your head, wouldn't you, if you're bald? Because uh, and dead, do you know what I mean? Would 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 you? Would you, well, yeah, don't they they make you up to me when you're dead? you don't just lie there all like blue and manky, do you? I I don't I
1: don't know. <laughs> yeah, do <don't laughs> I, mean, I would I suppose I <laughs> assume so if you're having an open casket, but no, with me it's just nail the fucker shut like yeah, weld okay. it shut.
0: Weld it shut.
1: He's never getting back out
0: of this again. The thing is, yeah, yeah, you're saying you're saying like you know, if it's an open casket, but if you're actually talking physically about licking the dead guy's head then it has to be an open casket, surely.
1: But, yeah, I I, I concede the point. So Andy's now made up <laughs> like mascara and eyeshadow, lip hair yeah, and uh, false tan, I'm assuming, on the, yeah, on but, the old yeah. Swede.
0: Proper orange Hogan style false tan, but only starts there. Just orange going back like that, and bushwhacker overalls, <laughs> yeah, and, and, a, and a bitten hat. That's it. That you've seen these adverts for, like, oh, this is my death wish, and you do say how you want to be buried. Andy from Bang Bang, that's what we want to see now. We want to see proof that that is how you're going to be. Uh, yeah, pass on. Do you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> we want Mrs. Bang Bang to confirm that she's going yes. to bury you like a bushwhacker. <laughs>
0: That will be fantastic. Um, At Millwall Chris one on Twitter. Our good buddy, Chris there. He says he'll take Akeem's entrance music. Thank you very much. And speaking of Millwall Chris, he is actually this evening, rather than watching chain wrestling live, he has gone to a WWE live event. Yes, he has. And he has just messaged me now. And it literally says here, breaking news. So there you go. Chain wrestling, breaking news. Oh my goodness. Um,
1: we have a video for that. Oh no, it's in the other. It's in the other, the other uh, brand. So I can't do it. But so we'll
0: just go. That'll we'll just... um, <laughs> Some twat just jumped the barriers at a WWE live event in London during the Kevin Owens Baron Corbin match. Oh, I hope he got his ass kicked.
1: So we have got a video for it because that person is clearly a pinball. Pit alert! Oh, a teeny weeny. There we go. Our first, our first outsourced
0: pimple dick. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> More Chris not even listening. But there you go. You've, yeah, you've when, made he, history. when he
1: listens back, he'll he'll hopefully appreciate the fact that he is the first ever outsourced pimple dick.
0: Uh, there you go. Um he continues with a holiday story uh, whilst on holiday in Albu Fiera. Does that sound oh. like a place to you? It sounds
1: Portuguese, perhaps.
0: Okay, I'm going to edit this. So on the on the on the audio <laughs> version, I sound all right. What on holiday in Portugal?
1: Just record, <laughs> record yourself saying "Al Albufeira" like uh, multiple uh, times in different accents.
0: Albufeira. Al, I think that's what it is.
1: Albufeira. Albufeira. <laughs> Albufeira.
0: Oh, you want a bit Alan Partridge at the end there? Um, whilst on holiday in Albufeira. In the 90s, me and a mate met, and he puts in brackets, make of that what you wish, so obviously he didn't just have a conversation, with these two young girls. One was from Bradford and one was from Bingley. Always made him laugh, Bradford and Bingley. (laughs) That is quite funny.
1: (laughs) Uh, Our American or foreign or Iranian listeners might not kind of twig that, but Bradford and Bingley is a building society here in the UK, uh, named after two uh, Yorkshire towns. The town's obviously mm-hmm. Bradford and Bingley So,
0: yeah, that, that's actually a, a, a cool one. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, my wife there in the chat, Alba Fira. That does sound a little bit more, than, more likely I, than my wife, i so. agree
1: with. I agree with Scottish Danny's uh, approach. Sounds Portuguese equals good enough for us lot.
0: Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. This message that Millwall Chris sent in, when I first read it, I didn't get it. And it's literally now reading it out on the show. Bradford and Bingley, that I went, ah, oh, okay, yeah, Bradford and Bingley, and I got it. So I thought he was just boasting because he got to hook up on holiday or something. <laughs> <You know?
1: laughs> oh, my word,
0: brilliant. Um, oh.
1: Con- Conor McCabe in the chat, hello, sir. How are you? How
0: are you doing? Okay. Um, the, magnific- the magnificent Matt Willis at the Matt Attack UK, this is his holiday story here. Um, he a- This is a well-known story. But yeah, here we go. He uh, he and his partner Chris were landing in Orlando two years ago for their first vacation together at Disney World. Whilst we were waiting for the gate to open, we were informed by the air crew, "Please remain in your seats as the police need to board the airplane." Minutes passed and they stopped at Matt's seat
1: <laughs> <laughs> with uh, with guns trained upon his forehead.
0: Well, he says, an armed police began to escort him off the plane. <laughs> Oh, good God. (laughs) So there I was in a different country with armed police, M-16s in their hands and escorted to the customs offices. Terrified about why, I asked what was going on. Turned out it was standard procedure and every two hours they pick a plane at completely random and a random seat to search. And it just happens to be mine. They did their check and sent me on my way. They were fairly professional and looked after me, even shook my hand when I headed to meet uh, Chris and enjoy the rest of my holiday. I responded, holy crap, that must have been terrifying and horrible. He said it was surreal. It took over two hours. They never mistreated him. They took they just took so long because they had to go all the way through his phone and his iPad. Oh wow, well, you want to make sure you're deleting your search history, yeah. don't you, when you're going oh. on you know?
1: So that's that's my phone being left at home when I <laughs> uh, when I travel to the States. Yeah.
0: It's difficult for you to explain away all that elevator porn, mate.
1: (laughs) What's this chain wrestling bollocks that you're part of? You're not allowed in this country.
0: (laughs) keep trying to communicate with one person in Iran via a YouTube show. You know? know? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And to finish up, and I've purposely left this one last. It's two words, and I'm going to play this on the audio version so everyone can hear it. What wrestling theme would you want played at your funeral or somebody else's? Let us know here. Five Nerds Go simply responded two words Mr. Ass.
1: I'm an nice ass man. Yeah, I'm an nice ass man. Five nerds coming in clutch
0: again. Absolutely fantastic. And that's kind of it, mate, from Twitter. You got any uh, good, bad holiday stories, or is there anything you want to particularly bring up with regards to what you would like you played at your funeral mags? And I will make sure it happens, all right?
1: <laughs> when you kill me for this, uh, this imaginary affair with Mrs. P.
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, that's who, who am I kidding? There's no way, there's no way on earth that you're gonna die before me, not the way I live.
1: <laughs> um, let, let's 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 bet on that. I'm happy okay. to say that bit. Um, I bet you one whisper gold. <laughs> Okay, I bet you were an actual Yorkie then, a Yorkie bar. Uh,
0: okay, no um,
1: worries. So <laughs> I, th- I don't know if I've actually told this story on, on chair wrestling before, uh, or, or at least part of it, but um, if you remember back to when we uh, did an episode about injuries uh, and the multiple uh, injuries that I've done to my, uh, to my leg and my knee, yeah. So uh, a few years back, we were holidaying uh, in Turkey. I think it was actually our first time we'd actually gone to Marmaris. Um, and we uh, we went for uh, a day in a water park. So Turkish kind of um, um, health and safety... Pretty lax at the best of places. I mean, the hospitals um, are not good, not good at all. Uh, but anyway, we went to this uh, this uh, walk park, and uh, kind of like the the aisles and the the runways and the passageways were all covered in kind of a, an almost like an astroturfy style uh, material. Um, so so basically, uh, if it got wet, you got you still had some grip, I suppose. Okay. So uh, I was going to go to a locker to to lock up um, uh, some of my stuff, uh, and on the way back from the locker, uh, we uh, we were going to go to some water, slides. Uh Anyway, we get to uh, a corner in this uh, in this um, uh, this kind of like pathway, uh, and it, the corner was actually covered in like a, a slimy moss on the path, but it was it was the exact same colour as the, the the astroturf, right. So you didn't so you essentially you were standing in it. You wouldn't know until you like you felt the squelch that it was it was uh, moss. But me, I didn't feel the squelch until I slipped at it. Right? So already having uh real issues with uh with my knee. Um then being a, a chunky bloke. Uh I've got a bit of heft. Um so <laughs> I went down. I went uh, down uh, basically on the knee, but they had like a, a rail going around like the pool area. Uh, so I grabs, sort of, tries to grab on this rail uh, as if to uh, kind of uh, uh, cushion the fall. But the rail wasn't attached to anything. It was one of those like what you get in banks where they want to kind of direct the queue. Right.
0: So it was okay, like the yeah.
1: poles and the and the kind of like seatbelt thing. Uh, so I grabs that. Attached to nothing, so that provides no assistance whatsoever. Um, but what it did do, it was it directed where I was falling. So I essentially fell on top of the knee that I have damaged multiple times, uh, spent the rest of the holiday in agonising pain. Um, wouldn't go to the hospital because, like I said, Turkish hospitals are not good at all. Uh, but it did, uh, there was a happy ending because it did... Uh, it did mean I discovered racket because that was uh, what was issued as a, essentially as a painkiller. Um, so I got arsehole for the next four or five days. Is that the on, clear
0: the shot stuff?
1: Yeah, the taste of aniseed. Right. Okay. And it's it's strong. Woof, it's strong. Yeah. Um, the only really well, the, the issue was that the, that put paid to enjoying a lot of the holiday. Um, but our hotel had, was on like four floors. And they had no lift. Guess where my room was? It's
0: probably best having no lift if you around, eh?
1: Well, yeah. But my my <laughs> room, well, our room was on the fourth floor. So oh, brilliant. With a with a gimpy knee, I had to uh struggle up four flights of stairs, which was brilliant. So yeah. So that's... you just
0: spent the rest of the whole day up there just isolated then?
1: No, I did a chat. I just took forty five minutes to go up and down and, and just <laughs> limp around everywhere. Brilliant. But yeah, that's uh oh. that's the worst holiday story I've, I've I could have. And we I'm really I feel like being on this show makes me relatively normal because I don't have any of these wacky like out there stories that uh that Dan Griffin has.
0: What like farting inside your Mickey Mouse shorts and making a kid cry. That's all. Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um and for the the uh, wrestling funeral music, um I think I'd like probably RBD's one of a kind that yeah, a, a good one shot, to yeah. one. or uh, to just to to let the 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 devil know that I'm I'm coming uh Eric Bischoff's I'm back and better than ever music
0: <laughs> yeah good shite, good shit um, I think for my funeral music I mean, You could have DX, could not you? And when they say we've got two words for you, you can go, <laughs> "I'm dead" or something, you know. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> or the brood. Oh, what about the brood?
1: Oh yeah, that I mean that would be frightening. Have all your pallbearers dressed in white pillow, pillowish uh, shirts, and then the lights go off, and then they're all covered in blood.
0: Yeah, no. My blood. Your blood. (laughs) Yeah, well, that could start the wake, because my blood's about 60% proof. (laughs) And then it just goes up in flames. (laughs) (laughs) I what a waste. Uh, Sharon here in the chat says, whoever goes first, the other can have a can leave a chocolate of choice to lay the rest with you.
1: No, <laughs> you are not burying me with an arrow or a whisper. <laughs> I'll uh-huh. haunt you. If you do that, I will haunt you for the rest of your days.
0: Oh, oh man. It'd be easier to podcast if you're haunting down here though, wouldn't it? We need one mic and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to worry about internet signal. <laughs> Oh, Sharon says like Gimpy Knee and Scottish Daddy follows it up with, we need a chain wrestling Gimpy Knee t-shirt.
1: Well, our, our, <laughs> our, our, our uh, merchandise aficionado, uh, Sharon, in the chat. Yeah. Get, get on that, madam. Get on get, that.
0: Get your merch requests in to Sharon P in the chat. Uh, <laughs>
1: and, and, and going back to the to the, the merch, she's doing a brilliant job. Uh, so if you guys are, are interested in any uh, chain wrestling merch, she can yeah, definitely. definitely, definitely, uh, sort out, uh, like, like we said, uh, Christmas packages or gift packages, stuff like that, because the merch is quality stuff, absolutely mm. quality.
0: Yeah, it's good, it's good. And t shirts are something that we're sort of looking at toying with. Sharon's got a few ideas, she's going to send us to look at Magsy when we're a bit more, uh, when she's got them a bit more finalized and so on. Um, I believe one design is. I know words, which I think is going to be fantastic.
1: <laughs>
0: but and I don't want to give too and, many spoilers. And, and, <laughs> and <in penny. laughs> uh, the, Probably the worst holiday I had, and it wasn't even that. It was, it was bad, I suppose, in comparison to others, but it was okay in other aspects. But um, we went to, again, a caravan park sort of place. We went somewhere. I think we had an apartment this time or like a little flat they have in these places.
1: Oh, look at um, you. Yeah. But
0: um, a, a basically a stomach <sighs> bug went, went around the kids oh. and I effectively had to pay however, how many hundreds of pounds this was to For travel. Trade. Yeah. Basically I, I spent a few hundred quid close to a grand. I don't remember exactly what it was, like 800, whatever it was, several hundred pounds to travel with my wife over a couple of hours to sit somewhere with not as many TV channels as my own house and clean up sick for five days. So that was that was awesome. I was really happy about that. So,
1: And after yeah. all that, you needed another holiday.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and Sharon in the chat there, I'll just bring that one up now. She's spot on. We actually made the holiday coincide with Sharon's best friend's wedding. Brilliant. So Sharon ended up being the only person who could go to the wedding. Everyone else had to because I had to look after the kids. And it's more important Sharon went than me, because, well, no one really likes me. So she, she, she was, and it's Sharon's mate, so and I, I stayed to look after the kids. The kids couldn't go because they were poorly. or oh, just a disaster all round, mate, just a disaster it, all round. It's
1: almost like you you manufactured a stomach bub to go
0: around just so you didn't have to go. You reckon? I poisoned my own children. <laughs> so, I w- <laughs> so I wouldn't have to socialise. Yeah. Do you know here what? You I've got, never done here that. You before, go, kids, now eat you mean to be shellfish. I- <laughs> oh, Sharon was a bridesmaid as well. So yeah, she kind of had to be there. The dress didn't fit me, you see, so um wasn't uh loose enough in the bosom area. Ah, <laughs> uh, I suppose we're we're at the end there, Magsie, of our, our non-wrestling topics. Um, thank you so, so, so much, everybody, for getting in contact with the show again and helping us fill an hour with nonsense and daftness. But I suppose you wouldn't expect it any other way for, from us. At Chain underscore Wrestling on Twitter, Instagram or Facebook is the place to go, the place to follow and the place to comment. Um, Magzie, I suppose, shall we talk a little wrestling at last? Let's do it.
1: Uh, let's get ready for
0: Ah, so then my my option won the poll from two weeks ago or whenever it was.
1: What a horrible, horrible return in from holiday gift that was. Well,
0: I don't know what to tell you, mate. Really?
1: No. No. I'm going back on holiday and I'm never coming back.
0: <laughs> you won't be able to survive, mate. With my podcasting. <laughs> you never. are absolutely
1: right. <laughs> you know what I mean, it means talking to your family and stuff like that, which, yeah, that's not, not good.
0: <laughs> I'm all right because my family can't talk in the chat. Yeah. <laughs>
1: man, just like, thank God for that. He's recorded. We can go
0: and actually have fun. He's off in his little room there, look. Yeah. Watch, watching his elevator porn, talking to his mates. <laughs> uh, the option that won the poll was from SummerSlam 1989, ravishing Rick Rude, defending his recently won, I suppose, Intercontinental Championship. He only picked it up at the pay-per-view before, didn't he, at WrestleMania Five yeah. um, against the former champion, The Ultimate Warrior. The reason I went with this is because I remember this being really, really good from my childhood. I've mm-hmm. um, mentioned God knows how many times um, the video of SummerSlam 89 I've still got somewhere, but it's it's basically unplayable because it's been worn out. And this was my favourite match from that show. I love the Warrior. I love Rit Rude. I loved all about it. Uh, it just seemed awesome. Re-watching it, not going to lie, Maxie, about an hour and a half ago, um, <laughs> it didn't come across anywhere near as good as I remember, mate.
1: Yeah, I had exactly the same opinion. Um, it it hasn't aged well. I can, mm. I can understand why at the time... Um, it did well, uh, and it got uh, a lot of plaudits. But yeah, look, watching it back, some thirty years on, yeah, it's it's not aged as as well as some of the matches we've watched.
0: Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, Dan Griffin there in the chat saying that they're actually having a break of their recording of bang bang um andy's just off for a wee wish him good luck good luck with your wee andy i hope everything goes well my friend everyone is fully behind you not literally because that'd be strange and then you might get some sort of anxiety issue and stop mid-flow and it'd, it'd be a whole thing you, you might know? have
1: a shower bladder
0: he might he might you know um the rude warrior um i suppose program the rude warrior feud I thought was actually quite well done. Uh, In 1989, you had this long-term storytelling aspect because you only had the four pay-per-views, didn't you? And then you had a couple of Saturday Night Main events chucked in here and there. So, I mean, initially, the Warrior being IC champion, his first, I suppose, big interaction with uh, Rude on a pay-per-view was the Royal Rumble of this year. So you're going back seven and a half months, potentially eight months from January to, to SummerSlam in August. Yeah. Where they're so having this pose down essentially,
1: storylines went from year to year almost, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: and just breaking news, Bang Bang said he's not having a wee, he's having a poo. So,
0: ah, uh, okay,
1: Dan might be quite a while yet,
0: yeah. Well, that's good news, though. That's good news. That's good poo yeah. timing because then these two can separately, you know, communicate with us via the chat and watch the rest of our show, which is okay. what you should be doing on a Monday night, anyway.
1: Yeah, recording on a Monday night, how dare God's you!
0: Sake. I hope it was like a proper surprise poo. they are having a weird... Oh, oh, oh God. Yeah, like yeah. That. That'll, that'll teach you, won't it, for recording on a Monday. <laughs> a surprise poo. A surprise poo. Come on, everyone's had one. We... <laughs> anyway. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, the, the sort of pose the, down, um, the Jesse the Body Ventura Award thing they did at the Rumble. Yeah, um, It was literally just, uh, like I said, a pose down, which yeah. ended with... Rick Rude and Bobby Heenan attacking the Warrior, and from what I've heard on other podcasts with likes of Pritchard and what I've read in magazines and so on, the Warrior wasn't looked favourably after this moment, especially with Rude and Heenan, because he no sold the attack when they were supposed to be working him over. Yeah, Yeah, they they sprayed baby oil in his face as he was posing, which was supposed to like him issues with his. Yeah, and and he just stood there and no sold it. I mean, come on, mate.
1: To be fair, what did they expect from the Warrior? Mm. He not he nor sold pretty much everything. I mean, even in this match, he not there is there is a period where uh, where Rick Rude R- takes control, but essentially Warrior nor souls nor sells pretty much everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, that takes us to WrestleMania Five, which was early April, I believe, in, in nineteen eighty nine. Um the warrior defending his intercontinental championship against Rude. And in what I suppose at the time was quite the upset, Rude actually came away with the championships. Yep. Uh, the championship, sorry, not plural, championship. Um, and uh the finish to this, I've always loved Mags because he goes for a suplex to bring Rude into the ring. Bobby Heenan trips him and holds his legs down, meaning he can't kick out and gets yep. the one, two. I thought I was I, I think it's so simple, but it's brilliant.
1: Yeah, it absolutely worked. And and it was kind of a, almost like uh rude uh warrior versus the Heenan family rather than just Warrior versus Rude, because there's even uh, um on the last edition of uh, I think it was superstars leading into this uh uh event, Andre the Giant attacks Warrior as yeah. well, uh with a uh, with a chalk saw um, yeah, I, I, I love this kind of like faction uh, against like the the great white hope style uh, storyline telling. And as bad as the match was, like I said, the the the, the way they told the story was pretty good.
0: Hmm. Yeah, yeah, the build up, and again, it's it's that thing of long term. By the time SummerSlam comes around, yeah, you kind of. As a young fan, you're desperate for Warrior to beat this guy because it's been building for so long uh, and the way he lost the title and so on. You know, you're desperate for him to to get his hands back on the championship, aren't you?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you, you, you definitely... I mean, he he was second only to, to Hogan as, as being, like, the huge star. So um, the build-up was always for him to drop the belt and get that kind of, like, uh, that massive cheer at, at, at SummerSlam. And, and he did. To be fair, it yeah. was if he was good at one thing, it was getting a reaction out of the crowd.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um we get a couple of interviews during the show, one with Rude and Heenan. Um, I think Bobby Heenan's brilliant here saying you ain't you, you're not gonna need to paint your face tomorrow because mm-hmm. you're gonna have yeah. one blue one eye, blue one, black eye. one black eye, yeah. Courtesy of the intercontinental champion. That that was great.
1: They were essentially calling him uh calling Warrior a liar. Uh, when he was saying he's going to re, uh, regain the intercontinental title, uh, how he's going to let down all the humanoids and the, the <laughs> little warriors. Yeah, uh, Bobby the Brain was was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, um, kind of generic, I suppose. From from Rick Rude, a lot of his uh, his promos around this time was around the same thing that he's sexier than the average man. He, uh, all the crowd are fat sweaty out of out of shape uh, inner city sweat (laughs) hog stuff like that but he knew how to draw heat and he had a a glorious permanent moustache
0: oh fantastic wasn't it Um, it's funny with Rude because he was with Heenan this whole time this whole run and this was like the biggest exposure he'd had yet wasn't it he wrestled in the AWA he wrestled for I think USWA and world class Mm -hmm. and someone but they're very much territories that were dying out and he jumped ship to the WWF so, this is the biggest exposure he had had to this point. Upon leaving the WWF after SummerSlam 90, I think it was, might have made it to Survivor Series 90, potentially. But around that time, he wrestled in Japan and then ended up in WCW and was part of the Dangerous Alliance. Mm-hmm. I always remember Rude being quite good on the mic, but both of his biggest runs, his WCW run in the Dangerous Alliance, was with Medusa and Paulie Dangerously, effectively acting as a mouthpiece for him. And his run in the WWF here. He's got one of the best ever to do it in Bobby Heenan, but I always remember him being good on the mic. It's it's, it's funny when you look at it that way, I suppose.
1: Yeah, and, uh, I mean you can you can go to his uh, his run as part of uh, of DX, and then when he showed up on uh, Raw and Nitro in the same week, uh, that promo he, he cuts on Nitro is superb, mm. absolutely scathing. Um, so yeah, it's a uh, it's interesting that someone who who's known for being good on the mic. Needed a mouthpiece in, in his two b- biggest runs, I suppose.
0: Yeah, yeah, very strange. The Warriors interview is typical cocaine-filled, <laughs> screaming was- and shouting. He was off his tree, mate. When he must have
1: been. So I watched this with uh with Mrs. Mags, uh, and she only had one comment about this, and it was, "Jesus Christ, how big's his neck?" <laughs> because he's like they're snorting and huffing and puffing, um, and he's he just his neck swells up, and it, it's honestly he looks like a bullfrog. Yeah, like he could store stuff in there like a like a a, a, a pelican almost. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's it's huge, and yeah, steroids and cocaine were not a good mix.
0: And and the tassels on his arms as well. At this stage, you notice that they're very tight. He's got massive arms, but they're really tight to make his arms look bigger. Surely that gets to a point where it's uncomfortable.
1: I mean, surely you've uh, tied shoelaces around your your arms to pretend to. So, what did you time tap?
0: No, I did not. No, no, no. I didn't tie him tight, mate. I wasn't foolish. I didn't, I didn't want my arms to hurt in case I was going to press slam someone above maybe, my head, you know?
1: Maybe that was the only way he felt pain because he oh, didn't sell any, of the, that's any right. of the the moves, did he, so.
0: Yes. Yeah, so basically after the match, you're saying when he's taking his gear off, he undoes the laces. And when Vince McMahon's ranting, like, why don't you sell? He's like, sell, look at that. My arm is bruised. <laughs> you know? So- <laughs> Pointing at his bicep. Like, oh, that's a chafing one. <laughs>
1: Or maybe he was just doing it to find a vein. Yeah. For after, so he's for his post as well. Like. Letdown. <laughs> for his post-match let, uh, come down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Oh, wow. oh. I, I, anyway.
1: I, if it was anybody else, I'd apologise, but he did have some horrific um opinions. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get sued by the Warrior Estate. <laughs> the Warrior
1: Foundation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not winning the, the 2022 Warrior
0: Award from WWE. I don't know, mate. I've, I've sent off an email suggesting you, so we'll see what happens, shall we? Um, <laughs> we have the entrances. Rude's dubbed theme is, as we mentioned earlier, sodding horrific. Yeah, but then he grabs the mic and runs through his, his usual pre-match spiel, and that is awesome, isn't it? Yeah, you know I all mean, you fat summer slam sweat, sweat hogs, hogs. Oh.
1: brilliant yeah here's i'll show your women what a real man looks like yeah. peels off his robe and he's got those ultimate warrior uh, airbrush pants brilliant
0: yeah a crying warrior jesse ventura or tony Schiavone on commentary oh by the way Schiavone and ventura on on commentary how great were they yeah they're uh, probably the highlight for me
1: I, I actually forgot that it was those two that were on commentary. Mm. I know uh, Tony Schiavone's uh, tenure in WWF wasn't that long, uh, but yeah, they were really good. Uh, uh, Schiavone's always kind of like really passionate about wrestling, uh, and Ventura was, I think he was so underrated as a commentator. Yeah.
0: Yeah, totally. Ventura and Schiavone had a good run in WCW as well, mm-hmm. at, at not long after this, sort well, of 92, 93 time when worldwide was available over in this country on itv and so on um yeah just just brilliant stuff uh then the warriors music hits and i was i was eight seven eight years old again mate and so you know it was just screaming shout the heavy metal riff and the running and the hair oh so good man so good you know shaking the ropes
1: they 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 do a kind of like a a pan out for the for the camera uh, and then you get like a wide shot where he's running down the 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 aisle and it's like um um it's the aisle's got like a corner in it um yes and he runs around this corner and, and the camera pans with him and the crowd are all all proper pumped up yeah what a uh what a good what a good sight that was um yeah just like i said the, he 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 got a reaction from the crowd. He was he was as over as anybody in wrestling's ever been. Pity was bad at wrestling, uh, but yeah, that that was a cool visual.
0: Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Um, the match starts with effectively warrior just dominating, really, doesn't it? And dominating and no selling. Yeah, just everything that happens, he just doesn't react to. He takes a stiff looking kick from rude but again rude was so good it probably barely touched the warrior in reality but it looked fantastic yeah, and the warrior has uh, no song kind of that like
1: sad back kick and and i think uh why this match got such a good rating was 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 all because of rude yes uh he was amazing at selling he made warrior look absolutely devastated i mean even with that kick which warrior could have at least kind of, like, bent over a little bit to, to to like, absorb the impact. He did none of that. He just stood there like he was a brick wall. Mm. But Rude's reaction, like, the shock in his face and, like, the, the worry and concern, uh, Rude was was amazing in this match. He really, really was.
0: Yeah, definitely. They end up outside, um, fighting away out there for a bit, and then you get the, the brilliant moment... <laughs> As a kid, I hated Ventura because I was a kid. I was I was buying into what was in front of me. As an adult, I appreciate him so much mm-hmm. when Rude grabs the belt and and effectively just flat slaps it across. Sorry, the warrior grabs the belt and fact, he flat flat slaps it straight down across Rude's back, right in front of the referee. Mm-hmm. Ventura screaming for uh, disqualification. Tony Schiavone says, Well, it was on the outside, which makes no sense at all in the in, oh. in the big you know. So which Ventura pulls him up on that and says so you're telling me if you can, you can get a gun and shoot someone but if it's on the outside that's okay cuz it's on the outside. It's just <laughs> exactly. like it's Exactly. It's brilliant.
1: And that kind of links to what we, uh we've recently uh, covered on a changing attitude uh, um the Rick Bogner and Glenn Jacobs as as fake Razor and Diesel.
0: Oh yeah, uh, rough time mate, rough time.
1: Yeah, so Razor's uh, debut match is against Savio Vega uh and that actually ends in a disqualification because uh uh, Glenn Jacobs, Diesel, holds the rope down so Savio can uh, fall to the outside. So if that can lead to a disqualification, surely the ref witnessing uh, assault with a with a foreign object, that should have been a disqualification as well.
0: Yeah. It's just a funny sort of double standards in wrestling, isn't it? Well, I was listening to... It's
1: Stuart Morella. He wasn't a, well, an amazing referee.
0: <laughs> I like, it's the quality of refereeing, not the... Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was listening to um, today's Bang Bang on the way to and from work. Uh, and it was... Um, I can't remember the guest's name. I hugely, hugely apologise there. But he was from a movie podcast. And he made a fantastic point in that when you see someone like set on fire in a coffin, like between Kane and the undertaker and so on, it's effectively attempted murder. The police don't get involved, but Steve Austin will get arrested for just grabbing hold of Vince or something like that. And it's just the double standards and the funny, you know, irony between everything and stuff, you know,
1: it's the wacky world of professional wrestling. Yes. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that Becky Lynch was arrested and then drove the police car Back to the arena, which surely that's <laughs> that's uh, illegal, surely. But
0: what well, is theft yeah. of a, it's theft, isn't it?
1: And what happened to the police officers in the car? So it's she at least her, a, assault on the police officer, yeah. st- st- stolen pro- Grand Theft Auto. But yeah, maybe Did, that's you, why
0: she went and jumped on. Um, Seth Rollins got herself knocked up, so she wouldn't get sent to prison. Maybe. So new new yeah. mum, first offence, probably go away. With, won't yeah, it? well,
1: will slap on the wrist, bit of a fan. Yeah. community service, a parole. Do they do the probation they have, don't they, in America or parole?
0: Yeah, that's it, something like that. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> anyway,
1: <laughs> the wacky uh, world—you cannot apply logic to wrestling.
0: It's as no, simple as that. What a, what
1: what is a ruling one uh, storyline? doesn't necessarily carry on. It's definitely not
0: canon. No, exactly, mate. Do you know what? Speaking of that, I heard that term again today as well about something being canon. And again, it's on Bang Bang Podcast with the reference of the show they were covering not being canon, right? When we did last week's non-live episode and you kept saying, this episode is not canon, right? I genuinely had to Google that to see what that fucking meant. I had no idea. Wow. <laughs> but at, le- at least oh, you I'm not told it. At least like, you didn't like you about about? What the fuck on about? <laughs> At least it internalised that. Yeah. What's, what does he mean? He no, keeps saying this non-canon bullshit. Non-canon? I was like, what is that? I, I kind of guessed what it meant, but I was, I was like, no, I don't know what that I means. So I had to Google it and, yeah, I figured out from there, really. Anyway. <laughs> um, eventually, Rude gets a bit of offence in, doesn't he? When mm-hmm. the warrior ends up crotching himself on the ropes after Rude bumps into the ropes. Yep. Um, Rude sort of... Puts a bit of offense on. You have a sleeper at one stage and a, a few other moves. But again, it's not long before we're back to, back to the warrior just powering up all the time and stuff, is it?
1: Yeah, I mean, even even in this uh, this uh, section, you you see the suplex uh, uh, where you see warrior. Selling a little bit and then Rude is like slamming into his back. Um, but Warriors keeps getting up to his knees, absolutely no selling. Um, and even though he got, I think Rude went for the Rude Awakening at this at this point. Warrior, no selling. That broke the broke the hands, uh, gets the sleeper again warrior he did a little bit of selling with the sleeper. I thought that was good of uh, good of him i suppose uh, goes down <laughs> to goes down to one knee uh hits the the jawbreaker. uh they get this the the running the ropes and the collision with the with the referee yeah uh, and then we get Rudy's up first, so you would think he would then take the the initiative and 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 take control of the match, but then we get back to warrior just. No selling everything again, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and then he, he essentially takes over with uh the, the clotheslines and, and the power slam, gets a essentially a five count because the ref's out, um, unable to, to get the victory, um, yeah, it just. The, the no-selling from Warrior was is was one of his biggest downfall, and aside from his yeah. political and, and uh, his uh, socio-economic leanings. Uh, the fact that he no-sold was, yeah, it was, it was so, so
0: bad. Yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of the ref bump, how good is, again, Bobby Heenan here? Going over to his his charge, his, his client, I suppose, putting Rude's eyes open, trying to bring him round before his opponent, saying, he's out, he's out, come on, get up real subtle little touches that make you think if, if this was a legit situation that is exactly what that person would be doing for their client just yeah, it's so simple but it's genius
1: it's the lost art of, of of a manager yeah it's so so good
0: yeah um a couple of things i suppose need commenting on before we get to the finish magazine um rick rude whenever he has to sell his lower back i think it's just freaking brilliant and he does it in the same way as the awesome way he sells an uh, atomic drop which is you know there's that twitter handle isn't there rick rude sells atomic drops have you seen that one mm-hmm. and it's just, every tweet is just rick rude selling a different atomic drop go check it a follow if you're not seeing it you end up losing yourself for 20 minutes just watching rick rude selling atomic drops it's brilliant
1: <laughs> he, he gets to to sell one here as well and um yep. the the kind of like uh almost he almost leans on his own ankles the way he's, uh, he's stood holding holding his crotch. And, yeah. Um, and then Warrior picks him up and just drops him straight on his arse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: really un- uncultured, you know, really well, dangerous in a way as well, I suppose.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, we get a couple of odd moves then, don't we? Like uh, that Rude goes for a pile driver that I think the Warrior just kind of screws up because he, he looks like he's going up for a power bomb partially. Mm-hmm. Rude has to kind of just, drop him down, I guess. It,
1: it, it looks like it almost like it takes it full on the, the, the head and, mm. the, and the shoulders. And Warrior did a, a pile driver um, earlier yeah. in the match as well. Not a move that you see him do a lot of, <laughs> uh, but his, at least his pile driver uh, looks safe, um, whereas uh, the the one that Rude delivered. And uh, this I don't think it is much on... Uh, um, uh, Rude's fault than it is the Warriors, but yeah, it it did look a a little bit brutal.
0: Yeah, and um, from the Warriors, Paul Driver, you, you got the ref coming over making a count, and Rude just gets his foot on the rope just as the hand. Oh, that was that was superb. That was brilliant. Yeah.
1: Brilliant timing
0: yeah um we got a weird fist drop kind of thing from rude it almost looks like the warrior was supposed to get his feet up or the warrior was supposed to move or rude halfway through doing the move changed his mind or something, something didn't quite look quite right there did it
1: yeah i think uh, that was rude kind of uh having to change what was happening mm. mid 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 performance because uh the warrior basically forgot what he was meant to be doing.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it looked like he was going in his head, he was going to do something else. And halfway through sort of change it into this weird,
1: mm-hmm.
0: almost like. Well, wow.
1: warrior is not in position or is yeah. not looking like he's going to react. I best change this up quick, quickly.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I suppose we've got, be fair enough, on both sides of the coin perhaps the warrior was too far away perhaps rude mm-hmm. yeah. couldn't make the move he was supposed to make who knows but something didn't quite go right there did it so um and, and then we get ronnie <laughs> and his arse and his arse <laughs>
1: <laughs> so oh. so essentially uh ronnie comes out to taunt uh rick rude uh rick rude is um they're still obviously in, in a, a, a feud. Rick uh, Rude flexes. Um, Piper turns around, lifts up his kilt, sees arse. Uh, Rude is absolutely fuming, uh, but this is uh, setting up uh, for a Warrior to pull off what's probably one of his more impressive moves. I mean, I know it's yeah. assisted because of Rude climbing the ropes, but that wasn't a bad-looking German. It looked yeah. pretty brutal.
0: I mean, I think... Rude's head looked like it went ba bum ba bum ba bum okay. and, and, and bounced around well, a bit.
1: Luckily, he had that uh he had that uh, clock spring style perm. To, to ah, maybe that that's block. what it
0: was. Perhaps it was actually one bump, but his hair made him go up and down, up and down, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Yeah. Oh, so there you go. You want to be a pro wrestler and be looked after properly? Just have a massive curly perm as like extra yeah. padding. That works. <laughs> um, we get the. Uh, I suppose the shoulder, the, the flying shoulder block. We get the gorilla press. And we get the splash, and then we get the one-two-three max don't we? And the yeah. new intercontinental champion. The crowd go crazy. They go
1: mental. Yeah, absolutely mental. Um, the 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 crowd in 1989 absolutely adored the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, it was the right win. Um. Rick Rude made Warrior look way better than, than he should have done. Uh, Warrior kind of was, was, he hampered the match with his no-selling. Um, but we, we we mentioned earlier that this, this match definitely doesn't, um, it doesn't age well. No. But saying that, it's still one of Warrior's best matches.
0: I remember it being a lot better. And I reckon it was because I remember it fondly from when I was a kid because I remember this from when I was really little and and had it on VHS tape. I don't remember it from a rewatch or anything like that. I'm talking, God knows how many years, decades ago. But I always remember it being, thinking Rip Reed was amazing. This match was incredible. This whole pay-per-view I loved. Um, I'm intrigued now with The Warrior to sort of go back and, Don't worry, he's he's not my link this week. I am not going to subject any more Ultimate Warrior anyway. But I am intrigued now, in a way, to sort of almost look back on Warrior Hogan at WrestleMania six and Warrior Savage at seven, and just see what happens in those matches. You know, with regards to his non selling, was it as bad? Was it not as bad? Or was it different because it was Hogan as opposed to Rude? Or uh, that intrigues me now, Mags
1: yeah i mean uh looking at it on his cage match this is actually the seventh highest rated uh match that warriors ever had so that's not good going if this is in your top seven matches that you've yeah. ever ever done um in 2021's ours this this was not a good match i mean we're kind of telegraphing what kind of score we're going to give it uh but yeah it does make you think kind of go back and look at uh Dibiase versus the Warrior from main event 4. kind of go back and look at the 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 um, the Savage and Ultimate Warrior uh, matches that got four stars. Would they really get four stars nowadays? Uh, it'd be an interesting thing to to have a look back at.
0: Maybe we can try and find a way to those matches. In strong the arm them I mean. yeah, Just Link <laughs> somewhere, Yeah. Um, I suppose we come to our ratings. Nye, no, my friend. Out of ten, what are you thinking?
1: Yeah, um I'm, it's not good. Um it doesn't like I said it, it it hasn't aged well. Um so for for me it's certainly not the worst thing we've watched, but it's it's definitely nowhere near the best. Uh so I can't say it's any higher than a
0: five. Yeah, okay. Um VHS tape watching me. Young kid me would give this a nine, but we're looking at this in 2021, and I'm pretty much the same. I I, I'm thinking more of a six when I initially reviewed it. Five to six is a great shape. So
1: you what you always kind of um um, like round up, I suppose. You look you're you're more positive about. I don't know, am I? I normally I normally end up going lower than you, don't I? No, I don't think... I mean, I'm I'm usually the one who, like, shits on stuff a little bit more than you. (laughs) You you, you definitely wear the rose-coloured glasses of of the two Mm, I I
0: think... I don't know. I I think I'm going to go five as well. I'm going to go five as well. I enjoyed this... I enjoyed this when I was a kid. Now, it probably is still the same level as the... Straight jacket steel cage match, we once reviewed in our, our very first episode. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think a five is a fair, a fair sight, right? Middle of the road, mm-hmm. it's not good, but it's not absolutely freaking dreadful. So, yeah, I thought it was pretty good.
1: So, we've got a couple of uh comments in the chat uh, that have come through whilst we've been uh discussing this match. Uh, Scottish Danny says, uh, Rude was an absolute magician on this start yeah, yeah, I have to agree. Uh, it's, it's because of Rude and is selling. That that I would would put this match at a five. Um, I think if it was anybody else, it would have been way way lower. And he follows that up saying it's so sad that Rick died at only 40. Imagine the psychology he could teach to the young guys today. Yeah, can you imagine him working with uh, with people in AEW? Oh, it'd be yeah. brilliant. And then five nerds go like the the sour face that he is. Let's give it a two.
0: Uh, see, my, my chain re, chain wrestling listener of the week is make five notes go just for saying Mr. Ass at his funeral, just fantastic. <laughs> d- 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 that's the winner for me, it's great. It's <laughs> absolutely great show. Oh, Maxie, where do you want to go next?
1: Okay, so let's uh let's get a link going. So, Rick Rude, uh, intercontinental champion, kind of uh, uh, hot between promotions, never really uh. Uh, settled anywhere for, for too long. But he was in um, two of the biggest factions that, that wrestling's ever had. Uh, if you remember, he was part of the, the original DX. Yep. And then um, that that infamous uh, week where he showed up on uh, Raw, on ECW and Natural on the same week, he uh, joined the NWO. Yes. If you remember that. One of only... Two wrestlers who have been—I mean taking away the the abortion that was the uh, 2002 NWO and and Shawn Michaels. Um,
0: I don't know. We'll have no Shawn Michaels slander here.
1: No, I'm saying the, the, the <laughs> kind of the re the the, the reinvention of NWO with uh, Shawn yeah. Michaels, Booker T, Booker T uh, Big,
0: Big show, show. All that nonsense. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was
1: all horrific. So I discount that as part of uh, NWO canon.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so I know what that means. You do.
1: He <laughs> knows words. Um, so he's only one of two uh, wrestlers who have actually been in both DX and in uh, in the NWR. Do you know the other one?
0: I would say it has to be Sean Moltman, it? It is.
1: It's yeah. uh, X-Pac, six, the one, two, three kid. Um, so I actually had a look uh, to see what his best matches were because I remember him being a very, very good wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't recall him having any kind of like standout five-star matches. So I had a look on Cage Match to see what his uh, his best-rated matches were. And um, he has two at um, four and a half stars. Uh, he's actually got quite a lot of uh, four stars and three and a quarter stars. So he's uh, he's got a, a good pedigree of wrestling. Uh, but I thought I'd go with one of the two four and a half star matches. Um the first one is Bret Hart versus the 123 Kid from a, an episode of Raw in uh, yes. 1994. If you remember yeah. that one. Uh but the one I wanted to go with and it's I think it's because I've never I don't remember this match. I don't believe I've seen this match. Um it was from uh, a live um kind of a group of shows that WWF did called Action Zone. Um Okay. So I did a little bit of uh, Googling and I found that this was a a very short run show that they did uh, in uh, 1994. only lasted for 10 episodes, Uh, but it was essentially kind of like a uh, a recording of house shows. And he is in a match uh, that gets four and a half stars. Uh, It's Diesel and Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon and the one, two, three kid in the Mm. tag team match.
0: Oh, that's my childhood right there, mate. Diesel, Shawn Michaels, Razor. That's fantastic.
1: So I, look, I thought I'll look for that. Looks upon the network for uh, Action Zone. Cannot be found. No.
0: Why available. would you dangle that in front of me and then... Why would you do that? Whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: <laughs> Calm down. So I used my mouse and I started to search for 123Kid on, on the network and lo and behold, when you look through the matches, uh, about three or four scrolls through the the uh, the app, you find the match. Ah, and it's on uh, a compilation uh, video. It's actually on a compilation called Sean Markle's Hits from the Heartbreak Kid. So, if you're going right. to watch along, or you're going to watch this pre uh, uh, before we record uh, next week, and if it wins. Uh, search for uh Shawn Michaels hits from the Heartbreak Kid. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Chain Wrestling now has new merch. It's <laughs> brilliant. Um <laughs> so it's about 17 minutes into into this two hour long uh, Shawn Michaels Lovathon um that that you you see this match. Um I honestly do not recall seeing the match, uh, so I'll be excited to, to watch it, uh, see why it got four and a half stars uh, if I win the poll, so that's what I'm going for. Uh, so it's on, on Cage Match, it's uh, WF Action Zone, episode number two, uh, from the 30th of uh, October, 1994, Diesel and Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon and the 123 Kid, and on the network it is part of the Shawn Michaels hits from the Heartbreak Kid collection.
0: Why? So, I almost don't want to put anything up against that because I'll be quite happy to watch that myself. I don't, I, I don't think I've seen that, and this is strange because I thought I'd seen pretty much everything I could have shown my course, but I don't think I've seen that either. No. So, that does sound awesome, especially if you've got four and a half stars for a match that's on, on a, a sort of throwaway compilation tape and it's a tag as well. Mm-hmm. Four and a half stars from old Shagger Dave So That's uh, quite an achievement. I'd be very interested in watching that. Um, it's weird because I'm putting forward something that's like, a real big deal of a a, a, a big deal of a match. Whereas you're finding the little obscure tucked away house show. It, match is, it, it's it's all the wrong the way around. Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 we need to switch. The- oh yeah. There we go. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Right. You can follow me at Pop father mags. On t- <laughs> <laughs> uh, my selection is a lot more straightforward. Um, watching, this SummerSlam 89, I really enjoyed it. Reminds me of renting video tapes from the video library or getting video tapes for Christmas of old WWF wrestling. Um, I really enjoyed watching this, the clips that we had, and so on. Um, I don't know, my wife's in the chat there saying, Ew, what's she saying? Ew, what have I done? I think because we've switched around again. Oh, swap sides. Oh, yeah, she says that I don't like. Yeah, that's fair enough. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's how we do it. There we go. Back, back, back the right way around now. Again, if people only listen to the audio, they've got no idea what we're talking about now. <laughs> well,
1: if you're listening to the audio, go on to youtube.com, search for Radio Techers, subscribe to the channel, and you get to see our horrific faces.
0: Yeah, that's it. I mean, even though the show is live, it's available to rewatch well straight away, Max, isn't it? Anytime you want, really.
1: Absolutely. You is. know, so
0: dive on in. Um, anyway, subscribe. that's it. Um, I want to go for what is viewed, I suppose, as probably the biggest match from 1989. Uh, Randy Savage is all over SummerSlam 89. He's turned heel on Hogan. The mega powers have exploded. He sided with Sherry, which I really enjoyed. I, don't get wrong, Elizabeth and Savage always you know, go hand in hand, don't they? But Sherry and Savage, I thought was a great combination. Yeah,
1: totally agree. Um,
0: he's in the main event of this show here in a tag match. With um, Zeus with Zeus, that's right. The big blue cage that was involved with Boss Man match, all, all that kind of era with Hogan and so on. Just just awesome. And the Mega Power is parting ways, I think, is one of the the greatest long-term storytelling. Uh one of the greatest examples of long-term storytelling the WWF WWE have ever done. And I'd look to I'd like to go and look at the the sort of final stroke of that, or what we thought was the final stroke of that at the time, and that is the main event of WrestleMania Five from 1989. I'd like to have a look at Hulk Hogan versus the Macho Man Randy Savage. The Mega Powers explode. Main event of WrestleMania for the WWF title.
1: Great pick! Another absolute banger of a match.
0: I don't uh, think we've seen any Randy Savage yet on this show, have we? Max, have we had any Randy Savage yet?
1: I don't believe so. Which is a uh... an absolute shame but then again we i don't think we've seen any expat so yeah we did
0: expat versus tajiri we did didn't we
1: oh yes we did and that
0: was bloody awesome yeah
1: (laughs) so yeah if you if you want to see more expat vote for me if you want to see randy savage making his chain wrestling debut (laughs) then then vote for sark
0: There you go. Those are your options for the poll next week, which will be available on the show's Twitter, at Chain underscore Wrestling. Shortly after the audio version comes out on Wednesday, we have a match from, what is it called? Shawn Michaels hits from the Heartbreak Kid.
1: Yeah, the the compilation on on the at least on the WWE network. Um, I don't know if it's translated over to the peacock yet. Uh, but the compilation is called Shawn Michaels Hits from the Heartbreak Kid. And the match is Diesel and Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon and the One Two Three Kid. It's about 17 minutes into, into that compilation, but it was actually aired on a show called WWF Action Zone, episode two.
0: Something. That Mags and I have both not seen before. Um four guys who were absolute stars, and at least three of them were very, very good in the ring. And of course, Kevin Nash was there too. Um or you can go and take a look at Randy Savage and you know, the, the the big orange one himself, Hulk Hogan, main eventing WrestleMania 5 for the WWF title, the Mega Powers Explode, that whole feud, that whole long-term subtle storytelling, absolutely fantastic stuff. Again, the show's Twitter, uh, Facebook and Instagram, at Chain underscore Wrestling. That's where you can find all the links to the shows, and so on the poll will always be on the Twitter, however. Uh, Maxie, do we have anything else to add before we uh, bid everyone goodbye?
1: Uh, No, I'm just glad to be back in the podcasting fold. Um, It's almost like, I I, I regret going on holiday because I don't get to (laughs) talk to to you guys. And yeah, um, it's just just good to be
0: back. Yeah, it's good to have you back, mate. It's good to have you back. Um, Yeah. So, Max, where can we find you? So, uh, you can find me on the Twitter at
1: Podfather Mags. Uh, in terms of content, I am all over the shop, heavily involved here. Uh, as part of this amazing team we've got with Radio Techers, uh, plenty of, of new content coming up, uh, down the parkland. Uh, uh projects with Aura and with Ray Cash are coming soon. One that, uh, uh, that we said we would mention, uh, involving your good self, sir. Uh, let's quickly. Run a, a quick promo for that.
0: Cream soda, <laughs> nice. You you like cream soda? Yeah, you, you're you're a f- delinquent as far as I'm concerned. I love cream soda, mate, but it's got to be the cheap one pound shit. The good stuff's too sweet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that makes no sense in itself. Cream soda's rank. I don't know. It's like it's not lemonade, flavor, isn't it? That's all it is. Uh, nah, see, now I like vanilla, but I don't like f- cream soda. It's rank. Well, then you're the f- delinquent <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I do yeah, like, I, I like cream yeah, soda,
1: yeah. <laughs> and you are a fucking delinquent. So there's ne- no lies told in that, in that promo. Nah, nah, but nah, I'm, re- nah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, the waiting room coming. Uh, but yeah, in terms of my content, I do, um, I do uh, five rounds, which uh, covers MMA. I do uh, the, the radio techers, uh watch alongs and, and the rapid reviews. I'm also on the chair shot with a uh, changing attitude and uh, midweek mainstay with a, uh, Uh, with tanner or and then with ray so yeah i'm I'm pretty much all over you can also find my content on the visionaries global media as well so i'm pretty much pretty much everywhere uh how about yourself sir
0: well you can find me at sjp words um you have the return of the sjp wrestling podcast on thursday via radio techers the show's twitter there is at sjp wrestling pod um the waiting room as magazine just brilliantly played that little trailer for us there is very very close now. only a week or two away we've got one or two episodes left to sort out so it's nearly there so and we've had a great time recording it it's been brilliant um stalled slightly because Benny's been a bit poorly and it turned out speaking to him last night when we were recording an episode last night he's been very very poorly he he completely undersold it to me so he has oh, been wow. very ill uh, so yeah good that he's getting back on his feet um yeah looking forward to it looking forward to it I'm looking forward very much to getting into season 2 to be honest because that's when that's when Quentin really gets going <laughs> but yeah hopefully your people will enjoy that um yeah and as always at radio techers on the social media side, on the YouTube, like, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff.
1: Yep. Um, get, get your uh, your requests for for merch in, um, because that that's something that that is I, I'd love to to dive into. Uh, and I know Sharon's uh, chomping at the bit to 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 pimp out some merch. So yeah, get your get your messages in and and let us know what you'd like to see.
0: That's it. So on that note again um, you can follow the show on Facebook Instagram and Twitter at chain underscore wrestling look out for the polls look out for the non-wrestling topics thank you so so much for everybody being involved again it is hugely appreciated without you this show would not happen I'm off now to jump on some sketchy websites and download some elevator filth oh yeah going down see you next week Mags to the top floor please